Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely, talented wife, Miss Southern Shell, sitting across from me. We got Tyler over here on the boards. How's everybody doing today? Back at it again. Good, good. Awesome, man. It's a beautiful day today. It, it, this weather, the weather has changed. It football is in the air. We've got college football kicking off this weekend, and I'm excited, Shell. Yeah, I almost needed a hoodie this weekend. <laughs> it was 65 yeah. in the car. Like I hadn't seen it say that last week. It said we got we, after we left work one day, and now the car had been sitting outside on the black asphalt. 115 degrees is what it said <laughs> Did really? in the car. And I've then it dropped. It and I was like, oh, it's going to drop down. You know what it dropped down to? 105. Yeah. It was like 105. <laughs> I was like, that is I've, way too hot. The highest I've seen it, in, it. It's been in the past few weeks that I've seen it. It was 106. Oh, yeah. God's miserable. But now. But we filmed a video last week at the smokehouse. Yeah. Uh, in the heat. And it wasn't that bad. Uh uh-uh. uh. It wasn't that bad. It makes wasn't the biggest. Bad. It makes a lot of difference. Anyway, I'd have checked out on y'all. I'd have been like, nope. I'm like, if the kids ain't practicing football after school, if it's too hot for them, it's too hot for me to film. But. Um, real quick, we are at the last weekend of our Palmer Home. That went by fast. Giveaway. I know, it did. Um, you've got until Monday, actual Labor Day, noon Central Standard Time. That's when it shuts off, and we'll announce the winners. But um, basically, we're trying to raise enough money to feed a family at Palmer Home. Um, Palmer Home is an organization that helps children that are in bad situations stay out of uh Foster, traditional foster, foster care. Traditional foster care. Um, they put them in homes with families, and we are trying to feed one of those families for an entire year, which takes about twenty grand. And we're doing a great job. I appreciate everybody helping out. Yes. We got the last weekend, but what's the kicker? I know you know we ask. We got a great community of people that listen to us, and you know everything support us in all ways, and they've all, and done a great job. But so we want to give them something. So we decided this year. The grand prize was going to be a brand new smoker, an outlaw pit, the patio model. Y'all see me cook on in videos. They ain't cheap either. They ain't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not cheap. They're not. They're, it's a well built machine. <laughs> but you also now here's the best part to me. You could come hang out and, and cook with us and learn how to cook on that pit. So that's the that's the grand prize. And then there's a um, some gift prizes for second and third. Yeah place as well so if you're interested go to how to barbecue right.com forward slash palmer p-a-l-m-e-r we appreciate all the Everybody, support for this yeah. fundraiser that money goes directly to palmer home so yep we don't even see it i love yeah less hassle less uh yep less problems potential problems <laughs> how do they go uh, it's how to barbecue right.com forward slash palmer p-a-l-m-e-r m-e-r uh, this weekend, you had your fantasy football draft. I did. <laughs> I love the draft, but I hate my team. I don't. I don't hate my team. I went. So, so the deal we've been. I've been playing with these guys for a long time. So, and they started this thing several years. Well, a few years back. Haven't been too long, but where it's a keeper league. And I'm just not a fan of keeper leagues because if you ain't got anybody that good to keep, board. yeah, yeah, it takes too many people off the board. But we're in a two keeper league. So you really don't have a lot of great choices left after everybody keeps two. You but you got to strategize. I kept. I mean, I got a good running back. I got Austin Eckler as a running back. 
but he counted as my first round pick, which I had the fifth pick and he was going in the top round anyway. So that was a pretty safe bet there. He's a first rounder. So keeping him as a first rounder is not. Yeah. And then I kept you another draft running back. him last year? I've had him on my, second. he's been my keeper since I started the keeper league and oh, you so lose a round every up. year. Yeah. And so I'm to my last, that's the last year I can keep him. It's probably good. It's probably yeah. It's amazing. probably his yeah. Last Running year, back, yeah. he's been. Yeah. I've had him for several <laughs> years. I need to, but I, but so thinking that way, I drafted younger players, thinking of their potential in the future. Because oh, you got to okay. got to put that into play. And did when it all got said and done, I did all these mock drafts, and it's just not even worth my time to do. It. <laughs> Nothing goes the way you think it's going to go. Like I had every scenario figured out. I thought, no, I didn't. Yeah. But I mean, the draft is fun. The draft's fun. I just when I looked down, I drafted. Some guys, I was like, man, they're on, two of them are on the same team. And I was like, ah, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did it's you, wide receiver and running back on the same team, but. Did you get distracted? Did you get. <sighs> I always get distracted. <laughs> Not, I mean, you know we have good food. Yeah. We'll talk about that today, but the beverages get distracting to me. Yeah. I wait, and, and in the years past, there's been there's been drafts where me and you decided to go, you know, drink all you can drink margaritas the night before, yeah. and the whole next day you're dying. And then. I've decided, well, I'm cooking. I might as well start a little early with Bloody Marys. And then, so this year, it's like I'm not having a single drink of anything until the draft starts at what, 3.30 30, or whatever 30, it was. Four, yeah. And I held to it. But those first ones were so good. <laughs> By the time it got to my next pick in the second round, I'd already had a couple drinks. <laughs> that kind of Tito's and soda was too good to me. Um, and then it went downhill. Yeah. Uh, so we had kind of a whole menu, had a whole plan that you were cooking. We did. It, and then Friday, was it Friday you went to Kroger and found tri-tips? It was a yeah. Thursday. I don't remember if it was Thursday or Friday. It might have been, did we go to the store Friday? I can't remember. Whatever, it was Thursday or Friday. Yeah. But I went in, and I, you know, y'all know me, I'm going to hit the meat department and see what they got. Well, I got to the end of the aisle, and they had manager special tri-tips. And I was like, what? They don't have any tri They've never had tri-tips at our Kroger. It's like something they don't even sell in Mississippi. Sure enough, man, they were beautiful. They were really pretty. Yeah, and they, they had were a nice fat cap on them. Super. They were, I mean, I, they were yeah. not trimmed at all. Like I had to trim them, so they were. I mean, some of them were. They were everyone. I bought. I had to get three. Like they had. A, they had probably I don't know twenty in the case, and I said I'm picking out three good ones. And I picked out some big tri tips. They were probably you know three and a half pounds. Yeah, or, they were or, big. None of them was over four pounds, but none of them was under three and a half. I tried to pick out about the same, and they were beautiful. And I trimmed two of them. I still got one. To cook, I cooked two. I, I told you, and you didn't. You went. You went crazy about my ideas. You don't need to cook anything else. I was like, man, it yeah, was the if, hit. If you say tri tip, you got to get tri tip. <laughs> it was the hit. Like that tri tip was destroyed. Oh man, people loved it. You know, I didn't. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Like if we're gonna talk about oh. <laughs> that, but they weren't in like cryvac. They were in like a butcher's styrofoam yeah. wrapped up. The little styrofoam tray yeah. with the plastic wrap. They, I don't know if they got them shipped accidentally. I hope. I hope they start having them regularly because like, I could get. I see one of the people out in California love them. We have those, and, and they're not that expensive. I mean, I think. Well, I mean, for Mississippi, try you know, yeah, twenty bucks. I thought that was a great deal because if I ordered them, and had them shipped to me, I pay that on average a piece anyway. Yeah, you're paying fifty, sixty yeah. bucks a piece. Then. I mean, I want to yeah. say they were six ninety nine a pound, maybe. But so I didn't think that's too bad. But they're good. They have. I love tri tip because they have a beefy flavor. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're really beefy to me, and I like that. That's and right. they're quick to cook. You know, it's not like a brisket where you got to plan two days. You know, you can get it cooked in an uh, hour. An hour, yeah. yeah. 
That's so. for, that's if you don't cheat like I did. <laughs> I broke. I don't know if it was really a personal rule. It's just something I've always been kind of. You turned your nose up at. Turn my nose up at it, and it's sous vide cooking. <laughs> but I broke down. And I said one thing. It was so hot Saturday. I mean, it was brutal. And I had to. I would have had to been out there at the worst time, like you know, one o'clock, yeah. trying to cook these things. What were you thinking you were going to do, like a reverse sear? Or? I mean, that's typically how I do a tri tip. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've done them both ways, like a reverse sear, bring it up slow in the smoke, and then throw it over some hot coals and get a sear on it at the end. It's great. It's fantastic. I've done the ones where you sear it at first and then move it offset and then kind of let it come up to the internal you want to. That works fine, too. But the sous vide, sous vide is kind of like a reverse sear. You just don't get the smoke at all because yeah. it's it's cryovac in a bag, and then you drop it down in water, whatever temperature you want to cook it at. I had mine set at like 125, and I went three hours in there. So it was super low, you know, super slow. And then oh, they're so ugly when you take them out. So you took, you took this tri-tip and you – Trimmed it pretty good. I trimmed all the fat off the outside. Okay, so why can't you sous vide with a bunch of fat? It just doesn't do. I mean, I don't think all that fat does well at that temperature. It's not going to render. It's not going to melt. Yeah, it's not it's high just, enough. For yeah, it to yeah. I don't, and I don't know. Maybe somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you want to take most of the fat off a piece of meat if you're going to sous vide it. Now, if you're doing ribeyes, there's nothing you can do about the internal fat on it. Yeah. But any excess fat, like the tail and all that, you probably take off. But I just I assumed that you needed to take it off. And most of the time you cook tri-tips, people don't leave the fat cap on them. And now this next one I'm going to cook, I'm probably going to leave it on there. <laughs> yeah. That's probably going to be a brisket-style tri-tip or something. But I took it all off. And you were like, don't trim all that fat off. Don't trim it off. And I was like, well, I don't think it's going to cook good. I think it's going to have a weird texture. Because yeah. I was going to sear it. I mean, I, I do sear it at the end on the hot grill. But it's not going to be on there long enough to do any rendering or get the fat charring. It's just going to be rubbery, soft. Bad mouthfeel fat. That makes you know? sense. That was that was my thinking. Of yeah, that makes sense. So you trimmed it pretty, I wouldn't say aggressively. Just trimmed the fat off. Yeah, you trimmed yeah. the fat off. Yeah. And then you seasoned it up. Seasoned it up. I did a, you know, just like you would a steak or something like that. I didn't do anything crazy. Hit it with some swan life prime beef. Hit it with a little AP, a little steak rub. A little hot rub, I think. I don't even remember what all I did to it. <laughs> it was prime beef. Yeah. And then you went um, coarse onion, like onion oh, yeah, flakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. then garlic flakes. Yeah. And then you did hot rub on top. The hot rub on top. Yeah. I forgot about the hot the flakes. Yeah. Because I wanted that texture. And then you threw it in a... I put it in a cryovac, like a... a vacuum seal vacuum bag. Vacuum seal bag with some butter. I took a stick of butter and split it in half long ways and put a half, a half in each one. Vacuum sealed them down, had my water bath going, 125 degrees, dropped them dudes down in it, and that was three hours. You come back and check on them, and they're brown and all kinds of juice in that bag. But brown. it's all goodness. Brown's a, a, a stretch. stretch. It wasn't <laughs> like gray. It wasn't it was, gray. It was it's like, not pretty meat when you take it out. It That's, looks like boiled meat. Yeah, it kind of looks like you boiled it. But it was never hot enough to boil I mean, which you kind of did. Yeah, you kind of, I mean, simmered, simmered meat. How about that? <laughs> it's more simmered meat. But I took it out and then I dried it off, like paper, like set it on some wire racks and kind of blotted them dry to get the moisture off. And I really let them hang out just on the counter for about 30 minutes. 
So let me ask you this question. When you went to dry it off, had the seasoning kind of adhered at that point? Kind of. I lost a lot of the garlic flavor. I mean, there's some stuff still kind of embedded in the meat a little. Yeah. So the garlic and the onion flakes kind of rehydrated or got soft and some of it came off, which I was fine because I was going to, once they, once the out, outer surface got dry enough, I reseasoned it lightly again with, with just a little hot rub at that point. Just to give it a little fresh seasoning to go on the grill to kind of make a crust. I didn't get heavy or anything crazy. And I just let them sit there while I went and fired up my Weber. And I did have to go outside and do that. But I got my Weber as hot as I could get it with a chimney of coals. I want to say it was running about 550. I had my grill grates on there. Put each of those tri I did them one at a time and kind of did like, well, you ran the clock for me because you were kind of trying to get a little film. And it was, what, two minutes, I think? Two minutes turn, two minutes turn? The first one you did 130 turn, 130 flip, 130 yeah. turn. Um, and it wasn't probing where yeah, you so wanted I, it to be? That's right. Because I, I wanted them to be like 120 to 125 internal after I seared it. Because they cooled down a little, taking them out of the sous vide and letting them sit at room temperature to dry. But I knew I'd already had it to that 125 internal, so it was already done, really, yeah. to eat. You're just really doing the outside. So what I did, once I got them seared, I moved that one kind of to the back area of the grill where it's kind of away from the main heat. And I did the and I seared the other tri-tip and just kept watching it with a probe. Once I saw it got to like 122, I got, them, I got it off. I let the other one get to about 122, got it off, and then we wrapped them. Did we have aluminum foil or we had a lid? can't remember. No, we put them in a pan with... Full over the top and yeah. stuck them in a cambro and went to the draft. And then right before we were going to eat at 3.30, this all happened at like probably 1.30, 2 o'clock. Yeah. So and they rested for at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half before I ever sliced them. And then when I got when I got to my party, I sliced them dudes thin, kind of at a little angle. And you got to watch tri-tip grain. That's the biggest thing cutting one because part of the tri-tip, the grains were running one way and the other parts running opposite. So you just got to fan it as you go. And make sure you're cutting across the grain, it would absolutely melt in your mouth. Was, the texture. Would. That was like that's the advantage of doing a sous vide because you're gonna nail your internal temperature and being able to go at that temperature for like that three hour time helps that meat get kind of soft. That's where you get your tenderness, I think, on it. Yeah. So that was an advantage. Now, was it better than a whole reverse seared tri-tip? I think you get a little more flavor cooking it in some smoke first and then well, do you think the tenderness is different? Um, I don't have one to go by yet because I only bought three and I cooked two. <laughs> so I got one more. And if I don't sous vide it, I'm going to give it like a reverse. I think I'm going to do like I'm talking about, reverse sear it or like a, you know, and then cook it. I probably won't do it brisket style because I wouldn't be able to compare that texture. But that's a good thing. I want to know what that texture is like. If, if it sous vide really did make a made it that soft or yeah, was, yeah. was it just good tri-tip? Or was it sitting in the fridge aging for a week? Yeah, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Helped it soft. I mean, there's, I, you know, the control is hard on that. Yeah, but, it is. But anyway, the the meat, the texture, and I would definitely do that again. I've, I've been a, you know, not really stuck my nose up. I've never really done a lot of sous vide. I just never, you know, I was like, eh, I'd rather oh, smoke. You stuck your nose up. <laughs> you would say. You go back and pull files on what I said. Yeah. I, well, I've had. So you can't. So I, I remember saying this before in other podcasts. You you're not going to fool me. You're not going to fool me. I'm going to be able to pick out the – and I still think I could. With tri-tip, I know I could. Yeah. Because it's not the same as cooking over that wood the entire time. But, man, it's good. 
and it got wiped out. That was the star of the party. So how would you? Would and you, you served it with a horsey, horsey mayo, creamy horseradish yeah, yeah. sauce? You whipped that up for me. Yeah, I love that sauce. It is so good on rare beef. Mayonnaise, a creamy horseradish, prepared horseradish, hot sauce, and Wishire. Little Wishire and seasonings. Would you yeah. season it? Just TX I don't or, something, or AP? Probably AP. I'd probably use a little bit of both because yeah. TX has the big course. Mm-hmm. I like the appearance of the pepper. The key to that sauce, though, is the blue plate mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> blue plate is the best mayonnaise on the planet. <laughs> if you're choosing uh, mayonnaise this weekend, make sure you choose blue plate. It needs to be at all your football parties and Labor Day get togethers. <laughs> there's blue plate and there's all them others. So, what was your opinion on the tri tip? It was. I don't think nobody would have knew it was tri-tip. If I had to told people that that was tri-tip. What do you think they would have thought it was? Delicious, like, roast beef. Like, the best roast beef you could buy. Better than the boar's head stuff they sell at Kroger. It was just because because it had that. I mean, it had a grilled flavor from the, on the outside. You, you got a little bit yeah. of the essence of the grill. But the overall thing that stood out the most was... How is this tri-tip and it's this tender? Yeah. That was the thing. That was the kicker for me. It was like, it's because, you know, tri-tip usually, I mean, it's it's a tougher cut. You know, it's not a, it's not a ribeye. It's not a filet. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's got a little more chew. Yeah, yeah. It's sirloin. <laughs> and so it's got a little, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. The muscles are denser. It probably get worked a little more. It's got a little more chew. Got a great beefy flavor. And I was like, I, that when I have tri-tip, I know, oh, this is good. You know, you mm-hmm. chew it a little bit, but it's, you know, it's good beef. Yeah. This was like that, but with super soft roast beef like texture. When and, and cutting it thin with across the grain like that, it's just every little piece. It'll just melt in your mouth when you take a bite of it. I did think it was uh, kind of funny when you said something like, uh, "Where's Justin?" Somebody said he can't come. He heard you sous vide to try to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, <knows. laughs> he refused to come because I sous vide. <laughs> I don't think that was a reason. I just thought that was funny. That was a good joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he heard you see me to try to. <laughs> you did an overnight pork butt, but you cooked it on the old hickory. It's a pork, it's a butt <laughs> cooking machine. It's a Last- butt machine. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Lately, you've been doing it more on the old hickory than you have the pellet grill. What's the difference? Uh, I can put a big old stick of wood. In there on my old hickory, like I, I, so what I do, I, I run charcoal to get a base of coals going and get the grill coming up to temp, and I fill that basket up as much as I do, as I can. And then when I put the butts on, I put a stick like I would put on my stick burner on top of the hot coals. And the old, the way the old hickory works, it's got a fan down there that kind of stokes the fire. So it's like a built-in barbecue guru or a temperature draft system. Mm-hmm. It's going to give it as much air as it needs to hold the temperature you got it set at. And so I set it at like 210 on the smokers. I put those things on at, what, 6? Yeah, 7. Something, something like, like that, that yeah. yeah. And I knew they were going to go a long time, no wrap. Um, and it also, my CTO, not all of I guess all of them do, all CTO models have gas assist. So when you get ready to go to bed, you have it hooked up to your propane bottle. You've got your charcoal and your wood in there going. By the time that burns down and is you know you're out of wood or coals, the propane kicks in and it just pulses and keeps it hot because at that point you're just rendering you don't need any more smoke, and it's it's kind of what they do in restaurants on stuff you know yeah. they get it going and they you know it's so the flavor on it is really really good, um and it cooked for 
Shoot, I bet I cooked them butts almost 16 hours. It was a long time. It was a long time. And I just let them ride, let them ride. And they, they'll never, I don't think they got over 190 internal at the end, but they were, I mean, the bark on them's awesome. Yes. The smoke ring on them's awesome. You can taste that hickory wood I smoked them with, but it's not too strong. It's not like I overpowered them with smoke, but it's just, it's different than that pellet grill flavor. Now, pellet grill's good, but it don't compare to that. Yeah. It, you get a little more of the barbecue Yeah. It's a little more, oh, you, you you smoked that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You put some wood, you could tell. Yeah. Like when you tasted the bark on it, it was, I mean, it's really good. It it has more of that old school barbecue flavor. Yeah. I think, yeah. Than, yeah. And I hate, I mean, I, I like an overnight pork. Oh, uh, grill's easy too. Yeah. yeah. It's easy too. There's nothing wrong with it. I just. It gives it a little more. Huh? The hickory gives it you, a little yeah, more flavor. You, you told me that the reason why I did them is because the last time. He's like, why don't you use that old hickory? We, <laughs> we did some. We did some a while back for something, and, and the butt was just so much. Because we've been used to those pellet grill butts. We've been, yeah. You know, if we had to take somebody something, or we're just you know cooking something to give to a family member or something, we'll throw them some butts on the pellet grill. And, and instead of doing the old hickory, because well, it's pellet grill is easier to clean than the old hickory. Yeah. But I kind of cheated on that too. What? Put, so I, you I, cooked them? I put a aluminum foil in a sheet pan. Put a wire rack over that sheet pan and put my butts on that wire rack so nothing dripped in my smoker. And they cooked the entire time like On that, that raised rack. Never wrapped them, never did anything. I didn't wrap them until I got them off. And I did put a dot in them so I could know the internal temperature. The reason why I do that is so I don't have to open it and check it so much. Because when you're cooking slow, like you're cooking, you know, I'm cooking down below 225, like between you know 210 degrees. I don't want to open that pit and it have to recover. I don't want to go in there and check them. I wanted to, you know, I'll set it to like 190. When it gets up there, that's when I'm going to check it. And if it still feels tight, I can still let it go. But at that point, I would ramp the temp up. Like once you get up in the next morning and you're not and you're not to where you need to be, like if you got a time frame, don't be scared to turn the, to increase your cooking temperature because at that point I could have been cooking at 300. It wouldn't yeah. matter. Or you could wrap. Or you could wrap. But see, the whole point of that overnight butt or brisket is the bark. And once you wrap it, You've totally wasted that. You might as well have cooked the eight-hour butt, you know, yeah. put it on and fireballed it at that point. <clears throat> because once you wrap it up, it, de- it, it changes the bark. There's something about something that a, a pork butt especially that has never been wrapped. I mean, it's so good. And then when we, we just loosely tinted them and stuck them in the camber, when we got there, the bark was still really firm and had that just come off a pit flavor. And those butts set for – Probably two hours. Two or three. Yeah, yeah, we we gave them there. a really good rest. That That's key, too, though, resting. And so I knew my draft was at 3.30. That's why I put my butts on at 6. I could have. I had plenty of time that morning to get up and cook a couple butts, but they wouldn't be near as good as developing that bark low and slow, giving my start time and pushing it back to where, you know, it gives me plenty of room to rest. That way I'm not at 3 o'clock sitting there, oh, my butts ain't done. I got to yeah, – what am I going to yeah. do? What am I going to do? Because that happens to people. You know, you start looking at the time you want to serve. You take the cook time in, add some rest time, and then add some more time. <laughs> Just when you think you got it figured out, add a couple more hours because it's always good to hold those big meats like that. And then you can concentrate on your other stuff because I guarantee you time's a, time always runs out. You never have you ever done an event or a cook thing or anything? Like we, we got just, it done way too early. Yeah, like we're oh I yeah, we're sitting there twiddling time. our thumbs as we ain't got nothing to do, waiting on the clock. Never. There's, I can remember a bunch of times when I was like, "We got to get this what are we done." Do? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the time we were cooking for the race team and we had a prime <laughs> rib that we were? I was like, "Oh, fireball that thing." <laughs> 
<laughs> caught the grill on fire. Like, yeah, we did. Had a pellet grill. It was just a fireball trying to get it done. But it worked. We got it. it worked. We, we got, got it, it done. there. It's very rare that you it. don't get it there. It's just a hat. <laughs> sanity. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the sweat and worrying though. Yeah. But I was really happy with the the food we served. We did. We had a screw up. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't get to serve my little my favorite thing. Probably better than the tri tip to me. The, ham biscuits. The little ham biscuits. <laughs> I burned the bottom of the ham biscuits. They were still all right, but they were did not. Did you try one? Yeah. Heck yeah, I did. What do you mean? Did I try one? <laughs> I didn't set them out. For, I know. That's what I. That's the first thing I went looking for when I was like, because we, we we did some wings. We had. You're like, where's the ham biscuits? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You was like, be quiet, be quiet. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> They're in here somewhere. I know. I brought them. I put them in the Cambro. Oh, they were. The bottoms got a little overdone, but they weren't totally ruined. But they were not. We weren't going to put them out there with our name on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, man, those things are so good. I got to figure out what happened. I'm not quite sure. I don't know if it was the full. I don't know if it was too much butter in the pan that seeped to the bottom and browned the overbrown the things. I did crank the temp up a little bit, so I think I might have. I think it might have been a combination of all a bunch of things. Tops were perfect. (laughs) The tops were muddy. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if it's set. If you ate them like this from top down yeah. and threw away the bottom, you'd better okay. That's what I do anyway. Cut that bottom bun carb out. You don't need that. Just eat the top bun with the meat and cheese. Eat it like a taco. Yeah. That's what I did, Tyler. I was like, ah, you know, I could eat them. Do you want to put them out there that this is what you cooked for everybody? No. Yeah. Not when we had too many other. But you stuff. made also one of the better cold dips I've had in a long time. So that was just a French onion dip. Buy the little packets of Lipton onion soup mix at the store. Put it with a 16-ounce sour cream. That's the dip. But I caramelized some onions with a touch of garlic. That's what makes it so good. Like really good. Caramelized it in a little butter and let it drain really good and added that to the dip. Because it had texture. I was like, what I did, yeah. It made it so much I was better. thinking, so you know the onion dips you get in the little container where you just peel the top yeah. off and serve it. That's what I thought we were having, you know. Because I mean, because <laughs> hey, don't be wrong, I like an onion dip in a thing. I love an onion dip. Well, when you said no, I gotta, I'm gonna jazz it up some. It was phenomenal. And all I did was caramelize onions and add to it. I seasoned the onions and car- cooked them in tasted, butter. So, it, did you use some some of the prime beef in it? Because it had uh, a umami. It had a probably flavor like that, a beefiness. And unless it was the was it the beefy onion. Mix like the Lipton beefy onion. It was just a regular onion, like French onion. But the beefy onion, I've never tried using that for. But I, I bet it just has beef base in it. I bet it would be good. I'm gonna yeah. try that one next. Next, and see to yeah. give it a little more meaty flavor, kind of. Yeah, it was really good though. I it made me want to think about doing a caramelized mushroom and onion dip. They put the mushroom in it and see what that texture would be like. I bet that would be good. I feel like that almost needs to be hot. Well, I, that got me thinking about doing a hot onion dip too, because you could easily done that with a little cream cheese and maybe a little blue plate or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. and made a hot onion. I'm probably gonna tailgate recipe that. It might might be on short. It could be like a steakhouse onions and mushroom dip, dip or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, you think instead of serving it with like potato chips, what if you served it with like uh, baguettes that you toasted mm-hmm. or got, or pita chips that you did up? You know, so a little something besides just the opened up chip. 
It wouldn't be as lightly toasted baguettes are where it's at. But that, yeah, not the old hard ones, the ones that are lightly toasted and kind of soft. Yeah, those are yeah. where it's at. Yeah. We also did a hot dip, but we did the pizza dip, and that was a hit. Yeah. That's a really good recipe. Cream cheese, sausage, pepperonis, and more cheese. If you, <laughs> if you don't like that, something's wrong with you. And pizza sauce. There's pizza and sauce. And pizza sauce, yeah. yeah. You got some vegetables in it. Yeah. It had jalapenos and it had pizza sauce. So you got your tomatoes. Yeah. And it had uh, onion and garlic in it, too. Like like sautéed onion and garlic? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Did you do that with the, the sausage? Yeah, because I sautéed onions and a little bit of garlic. Like I chopped it all up, you know, freshly chopped, and sautéed yeah. it with butter and some seasonings and then split it in half. Used half in one dip, half in the other. I did figure out something that the heat's good for, being 110 degrees outside, <laughs> getting cream cheese soft. <laughs> I had cold cream cheese, and I set it on our patio for 30 minutes. It was perfect. It was perfect. It? You could have squeezed it out of a hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so the creamy. Best way for whipping up a dip. If not, you'd have put it in your stand mixer, run a hand mixer on it, and you got to work on it. This just folded right in, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, last week you dropped a barbecue hot wing recipe. I did. It was like, uh, these were just the way I've been cooking wings for a long time. Grilled, a good old grilled wing. I did use my vortex on the Weber just cause I like the heat. It makes a really good indirect zone, but you get some really good heat coming out of the dome of it. You're a big it's, fan of oh, vortex, like vortex for wings. Yeah. Yeah. It gets them crispy. But basically I just took some whole chicken wings. You could have done cut up, you know, parties or drummies and flats if you don't want to, but I kept them whole. Do you prefer whole wings or? I do. Is it easier to grill whole wings? Or? Honestly, I like gnawing on the flapper. Let's <laughs> <laughs> throw that away. What? So. There's some good. When you get that there's thing crispy, it's been on the grill and it gets a little char and you glaze it up. There's some meat. There's two or three little bites on that. There's some nibbles. Got a little crunch on good. it. When I eat chicken, I mean, when I get it down to the bones, it's down to the bones. The little you flapper's down around. to the skeleton, too. He's <laughs> messing around. You get more bang for your buck. You get the flat, you know, and, and I think it gets a juicier wing because it's all together. Yeah. Anything you can cook something as a whole better than cut up. And just to me, it's better. And usually they're bigger too. Yeah. Like just the pieces, you yeah. know, themselves are. Let's see if I can remember how I did those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First, I dried them really good. I didn't wash them. I don't wash chicken wings. Like, you know, that's a big thing on some social media sites where everybody gets on you for not washing your chicken. I always say, where are y'all getting this dirty chicken at? <laughs> My chicken does not look dirty when I buy it. I'm buying good, clean chicken. But, I mean, you know, there's always a chance it's got bacteria or something. You're not going to wash that off anyway. Yeah. You're just going to spread it washing it. But I dry them off with a pepper towel best I can. Try to, you know, keep me a pan where I keep everything contained. You pull See- the little pin feathers? If there's any little feathers, I'll take the knife and kind of pull those out. Usually they're in my little flapper, so I'm going to eat it. So I'm going to pull them out anyways. I don't want to eat them. But um, them feathers will get crispy too. <laughs> do you eat the feather? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> but I seasoned them with some AP and some onion powder and some hot rub. It was super easy. Nothing to it. Put them indirect on the grill. I think I sprayed them with a little cooking spray too, just to give them a little oil. That that helps. That helps. That helps when you get the moisture off. Put That's a fat, fat back on it. The way it'll, you know, help the rub stick and then it'll help the skin brown and help it get crunchy. And I spread them around the grill. At a, with the vortex, now you can throw that dial out the temp. You don't know what temp. At the great level, I would guess that the rate they're cooking is probably about 400, but the dial's going to say wrap around. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is right there where that vortex is throwing all the heat, you know, so you can't go by that. 
you just know you're great. If I'm cooking wings in about 45 to an hour, I know that great tip's got to be 400. That's just what they cook at. So they're spread out in direct heat, not right over the heat. Um, halfway, I'd say 20, 20, 30 minutes in, I give them a flip to get them cooking on both sides. I mixed up some 50-50 sauce, the barbecue sauce and vinegar sauce. Uh, put it in a little pot. Um, I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> Did I do just regular yeah, barbecue yeah. sauce on those? I can't remember. You could do whatever sauce you want. <laughs> it's no secret on the sauce. You cook different every single time you do it. I do. <laughs> it's whatever I have. Like yeah. I said, oh, there's a ball of sauce. Let's put it in this pot and go out there and brush it out. Well, I went out there and at, at about, I don't know, so I'd say 40, 45 minutes, I was seeing 175, 180 in most of them. That's the point you want to start glazing a sauce on because at that heat, a sauce will burn pretty fast. And so all I did was like they were whatever side that was up, I brushed them with sauce, hit them with a little more hot rub, and then let them sit for like five minutes. And then I went back out, flipped them all over, same thing. Brushed them with more sauce, hit them with another little sprinkle of hot rub, and then let that go for about five, about five minutes and then started checking the temp. And it was like – one there were 190 195 some of the smaller ones may have been close to two i don't care if they get a little bit over two yeah on too. a wing because when i break that wing i want i mean the whole the whole wing they do really well at those temps the skin pulls perfect the bones are going to pop out it's still going to be juicy you're going to bite through everything on it all your flavor you've kind of grilled or you know cooked on the outside it's caramelized up it's gotten sticky Adding a little bit more rub gives it a little bit more texture. Uh, so they're just a – it's a fantastic barbecued hot wing. It is. It's a barbecue. You ate them and you're just like, man, these are some best ones we've cooked in a while because we've been cooking the pellet grill wing. And <laughs> 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 hadn't done those for you in a minute. I don't want to crap on the pellet grill wing, but yeah. Pellet grill wing's fine. I love them. It's a – you know, they're, they're excellent. But there's something about real charcoal, charcoal flavor. Yeah. Real grill flavor, I'm telling you. Those to me aren't a wing you dip in ranch. No, you know, that's save the ranch like for a, your carrots yeah. and celery. Yeah, they're not a buffalo wing. You yeah, know? they're not yeah. a. It's not a. You don't think of them as a buffalo like a buffalo wild wings yeah. wing. It's not one of those type wings. This is more of a grilled barbecue wing. And I call them hot wings just because I kept kicking it hot with the hot stuff, rub, yeah. just making them a little spicy. Now, I could have took that sauce and added some buffalo mm-hmm. wing sauce to the barbecue sauce. I've done that before. It makes Heck a really yeah. good, like, barbecue buffalo wing. It, it goes really well with it. Barbecue sauce, uh, butter, and hot sauce, hot sauce makes, makes a, a really good. Fire wing sauce. Yeah. It'll even make just a barbecue chicken sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a little different. Little, it's really it gives different. you that, what would you do? You know, we did that at the Jack one year. Yeah. And we let somebody try them, and they're like, man, what wing recipe is this? Or now, what chicken recipe was this? I was like, well, I kind of jazzed up my sauce a little for it. I don't know if it did. I don't remember what it did at the Jack. I don't there, know. I just remember it was a I good chicken. Yeah, yeah, it was a good chicken. And you had a tailgater aid recipe. Yeah, I did. <laughs> kind of. That was when we brought it to the draft, but I did it just because I needed a, another TikTok and I hadn't done a drink in a while. And so that was my take on I was thinking. So what I'm thinking with that was. You know, one thing, you think of football at the end of the game, they always, the players will dump that big Gatorade cooler on the coach. And I was like, well, I'll give me one of those Gatorade coolers. I'll make this drink. And I was like, well, you ain't going to be able to see it because it's the cooler. So I was like, well, I'll make it. And Shell's got a punch thing that we use. And that's like, what perfect to take to a tailgate than a punch? 
and we'll just call it Tailgaterade. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is. And all I did was like, it's a. I remember back when playing football and baseball, most of the time they had a player or manager, somebody mix up yeah. the drinks. And all they were doing was dumping these big bags of the powder in there and adding water and stirring it with their arm. <laughs> you know, and have spoons. And I was like, so I was like, that's kind of my take on it. I added uh, vodka and Grand Marnier, which is kind of like a triple sec. You added an entire liqueur. bottle of vodka. Eh, you couldn't tell. You really couldn't. That's what was dangerous about it. It was real dangerous. I added, so I added the whole thing of Gatorade mix. And I want to say, it, didn't, didn't I tell you it said two gallons in that, what the thing said? Yes, and you used one gallon of water. Yeah. But I used a bottle of vodka and some Grand Marnier. So, yeah. and but I, you but, technically went a little heavy on the powder. Yeah, but, but back in football, it. we always used two packs, and yeah, they said yeah, use one. Yeah. If you wanted a good part, whoever, what, whatever manager was making the, if they were a good manager, yeah, they were they were doubling up the pack. <laughs> yeah, because it, otherwise it just tastes watery. Yeah, I didn't want my drink tasting watery or vodka. <laughs> it was good. So it's a whole canister. Where'd you find that canister of uh, Gatorade? Kroger. Powder? Yeah, they had several flavors. And I'm sure they probably even have a sugar-free one. That one wasn't sugar-free. But Powerade makes them, too. Any of those. Any sports drink mix, powder concentrate would work at that. Just make sure you get enough to make – get one can that says it'll make two gallons. And then use one can. <laughs> Double it up. <laughs> if the right direction is good, make it better by doubling it. So it's an entire thing of the powder, a gallon of water. What size vodka was it? That was just a fifth, seven hundred fifty of vodka of Tito's, and then how much Grand Marnier? Probably half, probably a pint or three seventy five mils okay. of Grand Marnier, and stir it up and look out because people <laughs> are going to say, "What is this? There's nothing in it." Does it hydrate you while it? Yes, of course it does. <laughs> You've got to stay hydrated if you're going to pull your team through the whole game. So you start out with some of those and. Well, you know what? You'd be scoring touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely would sneak up on you, I imagine. Yeah. Jay was sitting beside me at the draft because we took it to the – when I got through making that video, I poured it back up in the jug and took it home, put it in the refrigerator, and then for our draft day, poured it back in the punch container, and we drank under the thing. And he's like, man, I, you know, I can drink this. What is it? They doesn't in it. I was like, yeah, you wait. <laughs> About three of them, his draft was going just like mine. It was, <laughs> We had the same program we was running, and we was drinking the same drink, and it just was it's going down. Yeah, hill. or uphill, depending. Or uphill. On. Hey, <laughs> with some in, with some in season management, my team might make the playoffs. Is what my thing said. Turns out you suck at in season management. <laughs> Turns out. That's where I need a manager. You always want someone to come along and start manage my football team, <laughs> but I need them to do it like incognito. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So um, you dropped a YouTube video this week, tailgate strip steak sandwich. That was really, really good. Yes. What's that grill you cooked it on? That's the Crank It Up. It's like a Santa Maria style or just a churrasco, Brazilian churrasco grill or something like that. Argentine style grill. But it's basically, it's this open grill that you can put your fire in the bottom of it and it's got a rack and usually it's got a big wheel with a cable that raises and lowers your cooking grate to where you can cook at different temperatures, different zones, and you can cook a lot of stuff at one time. And it's all open fire. It's not something you can close in. And that's, I've had it for a while. I just hadn't, it's been at the shop and I hadn't been in a really good chance to do some videos at the shop. So when I brought it down to the smokehouse, it's a perfect place for it. 
So I, I plan on to cook some more on that this winter. It's fun to cook on. Yeah. And it gives you really good flavor. I yeah. Think. Yeah. You get real. It's kind of, I, that tri-tip would probably be really good. That's what I was just thinking. It's, meant, yeah. it's like a tri-tip cooker. Yeah. When I first got it, we did a, I did a recipe with Dalton Yeah. on it. You know, and we did some tri-tips. We put that out somewhere. Yeah, it was on TikTok, yeah. Instagram, all those places. That's been a year ago, probably. Probably. It was like Memorial Day or Labor Day. It was some one of those holidays that yeah. they came and we cooked. Um, It was either, I just remember it being hot yep. in a three-day weekend. Well, so, so in honor of football season kicking off, or college football season kicking off, I knew a lot of people would be tailgating or looking for stuff to cook, and so I, you know, Little steak sandwich make good, it makes a good tailgater party football party food. Um, you don't have to buy a ton of steak to do it. You know, I, yeah. I picked up like three strip steaks. What was the cost of those three three strip steaks? Do you I, don't know. I mean, yeah, I got them out of the meat case at Kroger. They were probably you know eleven ninety nine, twelve ninety nine a pound, something okay. like that. That's so about you know you could probably get you one for twelve fifteen bucks each. Gotcha. They weren't. I mean, gotcha. if you find them on sale, they might be cheaper than that. But that's and you could have used any other steak. Yeah, right? yeah. Flat irons would have been great. Sirloin would have been anything that's kind of leaner I th- that you would want to cut thin and cook rare would make. Like I wouldn't buy ribeyes to make a. I mean, you could, but a ribeye steak sandwich is much better whole. Like a little center cut ribeye sandwich is really good. But I'm, I don't see the point. It's a lot of. That's more of a dinner. Yeah, give me a ribeye. And yeah. then give me like a, some other steak sandwich. Yeah. But any steak that you could cook, you know, fast, rare, and slice it thin and pile it up on the sandwich, it makes a good sandwich. So, so like tri tip. Tri tip would do the same. You can make a tri tip sandwich the exact same way. So, why is this a good tailgate recipe? Um, well, because you can do all the prep at home. And the only thing you really have to do on day of is grill the steaks off and assemble it. I mean, you actually toast the bread, but and that's, that's bread. all fast stuff. The, yeah. the whole thing with me was we'll make something a good football food. One, can you eat it standing around with a beer in your hand? Two, is it kind of a fast cook or is it going to you know draw some attention to your tailgate or whatever because it's smelling good? And you're cooking, but you're not really working hard at it. That's That makes it. Like if it's something I can do easy and still get to hang out with everybody and then it seemed like I did something like, man, you, you know, you really gourmet that up. Yeah, yeah. But really, all I did was season some steaks and put them on some hot coals and slice them and pile it up. But there was a lot of prep involved. So you took I, I, onions and peppers and yeah, that's. Them. I mean, so I cut up an onion and a red bell pepper, put them in a ziploc bag, little olive oil and little AP, kind of tossed them around, threw them in the refrigerator. Do that day before. You know, they get. I like doing that because it kind of marinates a little bit and olive yeah. oil and juices and stuff come out. It makes it makes it really good. Uh, kind of starts that cooking process by putting that salt on it because it starts wilting down the Softening onions so that the, the peppers they're softer doesn't take them as long when you go to saute them and then I made the cheese sauce I mean, I call it a tailgate cheese sauce but it's really a beer cheese sauce um it's it's kind of like making a bechamel or a white sauce a little butter a little flour make you a little roux cook it two or three minutes just to get the rawness off the flour but to get the beer flavor, I added some Miller Lite, probably about half a cup or so. I, I opened a can, took a big drink, poured a little in, took another drink, saved some for later if I needed it. <laughs> <Opened another one. laughs> but, but you add the beer, add your heavy cream, like a cup of heavy cream, get that combined, start bringing it up to a simmer, seasoned it. Um, I think I added a little Dijon, spicy Dijon, a little Worcestershire, a little more AP or steak rub, whatever you wanted to use there. 
Peach and cayenne. That's about it. It's nothing to it. And some cheese. Oh, yeah. That's what makes it cheesy. <laughs> but I see, and then you really, most cheese sauces, they just use shredded up cheddar cheese. But I found at our Kroger, we got like the little cheesemonger section. You know, it's got its own little cheese counter. Mm-hmm. And they had some Hatch green chili cheddar. And it just looked like way better than pepper jack to me. I don't know. Something just caught my eye on it. It had this like this red look on the outside. I don't think it was. might have been seasoned. I don't know. What, yeah, it had a little seasoning. Yeah, like paprika yeah, or something. Yeah, But I took that and put it on a box grater, grated it up. and I, I Could you have used any cheese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever cheese. Whatever cheese. I mean, pickled I, your fancy. I would say use like a something firm, kind of like a cheddar, a jack, a Monterey, something along those lines that you can grade. I probably wouldn't go like mozzarella or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, something you're gonna make a like a, anything you would use to make a cheese sauce, like for macaroni or pasta or anything like that, would be great. Um, and that's and so it took about three. I would say I bought one 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 cheese was eight ounces and one cheese was like five ounces, so it wasn't quite a pound of cheese shredded up. Put that blended that into the sauce just slowly. Don't put don't dump all your cheese in at one yeah. time. Do a handful, two, mix it in, whisk it in. Handful of two, whisk it in. Um, and start. we did discover this. It's, it's Stirring it with a whisk is better than using like a wooden spoon or mm-hmm. something just because it'll get it smooth. And that's the whole thing. If you don't, if you start with a spoon, it can get a little grainy on you. But if you start, if you whisk it really good. The whisking it'll, is the hardest part to get that. Yeah, to that get that smooth sauces, consistency yeah. of it. But once you do that, you pour it up, let that cheese sauce cool, throw it in the refrigerator too. The hardest Part of this whole recipe is making that beer sauce, and it's not hard. Yeah. If you can melt cheese and make a little butterfly roux, you got it. And then you made a chipotle mayo. That one was what I took a chipotle peppers and a double sauce, like two of them, chopped them up real fine, or it makes a mush. Yeah, it really kind of Mayo, that, uh, the chipotle peppers. Uh, uh, what else did I put in there? Wasn't much. Bump of cayenne. Bump of cayenne to give it just yeah. a pop. and that, I may have seasoned it a little. That's it. There was nothing to that. That's just a quick mix-up. But you get that but mixed up and throw that. In a in a squeeze bottle or in something that you can spread it with. That's just going to be your bottom glue. So, so you show up at the tailgate. You've got a bag of peppers and onions sliced and marinated. Yep. You and got cheese a sauce. pan of cheese sauce. You got your You've got your mayo, mayo and a squeezy. Yep. You got some ciabatta rolls that are already sliced. Already sliced them at home. And, and honestly, I would probably season my steaks and put them in a bag and bring them that bring them already seasoned too. To where all you gotta What's do the longest you would allow them to sit in a bag with seasoning on them. Overnight's fine. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't go crazy with the seasoning. Because I'd probably put a little more on them before they hit the grill. Mm-hmm. But you could wait too. I mean, it, you could season them with anything you want. If you just wanted to run salt on them, it would be fine. I mean I did mine where they had a little crust action, you know, using the other stuff, but it, that, that's fine. Uh, all I did was AP and steak rub. I, uh, I think I put a little Worcestershire on them, probably. Yep, Worcestershire binder. Yeah, but and just but you could use W sauce, you could use whatever you wanted. There's a little binder on them, or none, or mayo. Or, you could yeah. use blue plate. Blue plate would be fine on them strips, <laughs> seasoned up, and it's going to give them really good color when they. That's cook. true. That really makes We've them brown up. It's really yeah. good. I wish I'd have thought about that. I would have probably used the blue plate on there. <laughs> so you're at the tailgate. You get there. You get a chimney fired up. Yep, get you a chimney fired up. Now, if you're at the tailgate, uh, what kind of grill you're going to have is probably. I mean, it's probably going to be something small. 
you don't need much. I mean, like one of the little Smoky Joes, a little baby pit barrel juice, something that's light, just something you can put some hot coals in. Heck, you could do it in one of those pan grills. It's like a pan of coals and you cook yeah. it in that and have a little grate on top of it. That way you cook it on the chimney. PK's a really good one to take. PK's, the PK Go would be a good one. But any grill would work. You just need hot coals and a grate. Now, you need something big enough to set your pan on to saute your vegetables. So I would go, like if I was at a tailgate and I didn't have a big grill, I would saute my vegetables first. I would have my cheese sauce sitting out. I'd go ahead, when the vegetables got done, I'd scoot all the vegetables to one end of the pan and put my cheese sauce pan right inside that pan and just let it sit there and heat up too. You don't want, you're not trying to get it super like boiling. It doesn't take long. No, it doesn't take the cheese sauce long. Once I got that stuff warm, I'd set it to the side and grill my steaks because they're going to take about three minutes on each side is about the maximum they're going to take on a hot grill. So I'm going down, minute and a half, turn them, minute and a half, flip them, same thing, minute and a half, minute and a half, check my internal. I want to, I want to see 122, no more than 125. Take them off, rest them, and that's it. It's super easy. While they're resting, grill your ciabatta. You could, yeah, grill your ciabatta. You, pro- you probably wouldn't have time. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to cook the steaks and rest them the whole time the vegetables sauteed. But the vegetables probably took on the grill in the pan. They probably took the longest. I would say 10, 12 minutes yeah. is how long they took. But at that point, when those things, because at first they're going to have a lot of moisture in that pan because they pulled it. If you don't drain it, like I didn't drain the juice out of the Ziploc bag. Because it pulls moisture out of the pepper mm-hmm. and onion. I just dumped it all in the pan because I knew it would eventually it's going to start almost boiling or, you know, drying out in the pan as those vegetables caramelize and do their thing. And it's going to cook all that moisture away. And so that's what takes time, getting that good and hot. Once it gets hot, it goes fast. But getting those sauteed up is your longest cook. But then once you've grilled them. Slice that steak thin. Um Take your ciabatta rolls that you toasted a little bit on the grill, 30 seconds each is about all it takes. Spread you some of that chipotle mayo on the bottom. Take that thin slice New York strip. Taste it first to make sure it's good. (laughs) I always do that. Taste it first. But shingle them on that ciabatta roll as high, thick as you want. I mean, I would say you could probably, out of one steak, you're probably going to make two big sandwiches. Oh, easy. Out of one steak. Yeah. yeah. And so you got – but I would take the sandwich is really three. too big to for one person. I mean, it's a man-sized sandwich. You could easily half those and get two sandwiches out of each one, too. Like cut them in triangles. Which is perfect for, a, perfect for a tailgate. Yeah, it really is. If you're serving them. And um, you went really, you went heavy with the meat. I think you could easily get three sandwiches. You probably, you probably sandwich. could. That would probably could. Um, but I layered on some of the peppers and onions on top of the steak, hit it with the beer cheese drizzle, top bun, and then you're ready to go. And the ciabatta holds up really well. I like the ciabatta for that. A uh, hamburger bun just wouldn't be the oh, same. It'd be mushy. Yeah, I think it Between would. Between the cheese and the chipotle sauce, yeah. it would get the the ciabatta like absorbs some of the stuff. Yep. kind of helps it stay all it, together. It has a really good taste too. It does. Yeah, really good. The the bread was and those were just. I've had. They some. come from Kroger. I bought them at Kroger. Yeah. yeah, I've had some tough stale ciabatta rolls that yeah, aren't good. That aren't so, good. Yeah. But those if you work. find you some good fresh ones, they're yeah. good. And we just, and I didn't put anything on them. Those were just split and straight on the grate. I didn't brush them with the oil and season. You could do, imagine if you did that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You had your little oil and hit them with a little uh, Italian stallion or something just to give that roll a little flavor. That'd be good. But I was 
those steak sandwiches were out of this world. They were really, yeah, they were they were tasty. I I mean, I ate the whole thing. I ain't, I ain't embarrassed about it. I ate the whole thing. <laughs> I'm sad I missed that day. Yeah, it looked really good. When I was you the cheese restaurant. sauce was. Killer, the, yeah. they would have made a good dip. Mm-hmm. That's like what I said. Homemade I mean, pretzel, almost. Yes, yes, yes. I, you know, so underground. You used to work there, Tyler. Underground cafe. They had a beer cheese or wine cheese sauce. They mm-hmm. served with one of their steak sandwiches or something. They did, yeah. or and chicken they would Philly or something. Serve it with their French. Fries. That's what I liked it with mm-hmm. dipping fries in it. It goes so good. So if you did like cheese fries with that beer cheese sauce, oh yeah, or tots, that would be an awesome dish. Mm-hmm. I like where that's going. And also, I was thinking, you could, if you used like pretzel buns, if you didn't like ciabatta, that Ooh, would that's be a good idea. Good. Oh, yeah, because yeah. those are dense. That would yeah. be that would be a good idea. You those could really fun. use any sort of dense bread, you yeah. know? You could make a big old French loaf version uh, of it. A whole version? <laughs> yeah, 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 you could. That would be a really good idea. Lay all the steak on one sandwich, like a big foot longer, mm-hmm. and make a couple of those and then cut them up Slice into individual it. pieces for people at the tailgate because you could toothpick them. And then you got an easy way to grab something because – I'm telling you, that sandwich, you need to do those step back, you know, get your elbows right and step back away from it because it's a mess um, the, as a whole, you know. I mean, I overdid it for myself. But, <laughs> but I, I, your total be, cook time is 45 minutes probably from start to finish. Like making the, the cheese tailgate. sauce? And, no, at the tailgate. When you show up, hey, you got to fire up your pit and get it hot, so that's going to take you 15, 20. Yeah. I would say that's a good estimate, though, 45 minutes, because you got 10 to 12 on the peppers and onions and then maybe six on the steak and then not even a minute on the buns. And then slice and assemble. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not long at all. It's it's really easy to do. I like how you say that. It's really easy to do. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but you uh, did you see these new disposable? You know, we have disposable cutting boards. We take them everywhere. We buy them by the, yeah. yeah. Buy them by the case. I love them. They're the best thing yeah, to take yeah, tailgates yeah. or anywhere. We use them up here just to have, all the time. Yeah. Keep them having to clean up anything else. So they're starting to sell smaller disposable cutting boards, like in yeah. the plates and napkin section. Oh, I haven't seen stores. those. Yeah. yeah, Dixie, I think. Yeah, Dixie. Brand. Is it the paper one? Like a like we buy like the laminated paper board. I've never tried. Or is it like, like a it. plastic? It's no, more like that. plastic. It's a paper. Ones. Yeah, it's more like a paper plate. Okay, or whatever, yeah, like with the coated enamel. Yeah, it's got like a little yeah. coating on it. It's a thicker paper. That's awesome. Plate. Yeah, I would use those all the time. Plate. I think they're a good price too. You get like six, and I think it's like three bucks or something like that. Oh, We've been buying them that. recently. Yeah. So. Do y'all use them at home? Yep. Yep. And they, Instead I mean, of having to clean a cutting board, right? Yeah. And we actually usually get like an all day use out of it. Like we'll wipe it down with just paper towel or whatever, and then just use them. But they're they're nice to have. Yeah, nice to have. that would be a game changer for <laughs> for tailgates. Mm-hmm. You got it. Well, I mean, you want to do stuff like that because you don't have access to running water. Most mm-hmm. of, if you're at a tailgate, you know, yeah. some people are just doing these football parties at their house. But still, anytime I can cut a corner by having something, I can just put a glove on. Don't have to get my hands dirty. Toss a tossing cutting board, any kind of utensils, all plastic, the aluminum pans, aluminum full, all that stuff. You don't have to take dishes back. The Ziploc bags. All this stuff is just going in the garbage, and you're going to the game, or when it's over, you're back in the truck. Yep. Let somebody safely drive you home. <laughs> <laughs> These are uh, things you learn when you go to steak contests and barbecue. Yeah, steak contests, especially. Really, yeah. yeah. The more well, easy cleanup. I mean, there's a easy cleanup. 
all the time, the price will add up. But for the quickness of it, every occasionally, I'm all for the throwaway stuff. So what are your plans for this weekend, Malcolm? Well, twofold. It's actually threefold. Is it threefold? We got Labor Day. That's just, just yeah. I don't have any. You know what? I'm I didn't think of thinking about Labor Day at all. I, know. I, I was like, I don't even I don't even consider that a holiday. <laughs> it's more dove season college football. That's the holiday. I don't know if anybody knows that. I don't care less about. It. But there is good games on Sunday and Monday too. So yeah. So yeah, my my weekend's going to be full of doing a lot of cooking, uh, doing some shooting. Hopefully, if we get some birds, and then. Watching football. That's going to be it's going to, and then I'm, it, the best part is I'm going to let you have a, your own free weekend. <laughs> you get everything to yourself. You can watch whatever you can do. What, what's it called? Girl dinner. Girl dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you can do girl dinner. Just you and the little dog, and I'll take the big dog and the boy with me. I'll see you Monday. Oh, that deal. <laughs> Bet. No, I've already worked out like what we're cooking for. I had I sat down yesterday and it's like. All right, Friday night, we're doing uh, some deer meat. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna. I've laid out a bunch of deer what, meat. What do you do to deer meat? Are you gonna sear it, make steaks? Um, are you wrapping it and make roll up? I laid out tenderloins. I laid out back straps. I laid okay. out sausage. I laid out. I think I even laid out a hind quarter. So I got. I mean, we're gonna Hang tenderize on. some of it, and fry it. We're gonna do some roll ups. We might cook some steaks out of some of it. We may cook a whole one. Just to have some deer barbecue to eat on. Oh, that's like that, pulled I like deer that. meat. Yeah, pulled deer meat sandwich. But also, I laid out some ducks for us to cook. If we don't shoot any dove Saturday, so we'll do some doves. Um, we're gonna do smash burgers one day. We're gonna. I'm probably gonna put a few overnight butts on the pellet grill. Heck so we can have some butts <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> you just pop in for you lunch. Yeah, you yeah. don't have time. Oh yeah, no, this is no joke. <laughs> this is a big deal to me. It's a big deal. I love it. <laughs> It kicks off fall, y'all. It, yeah. Let's kick it off. This is it. It's going to be hot, but it still yeah. kicks off fall. I don't have anything planned for NFL opener. I don't get near as excited for that one because I've already had my fantasy draft. That's kind of my kickoff. Yeah, know, that, yeah. I don't do anything for the first weekend of pros because you got second week of college. So third- I'm, I like – I now, Tim, are, are you this way? College football is better than pro football. Yeah, 100%. I think so. Yeah. I have more fun watching – those Saturdays, watching, getting up for game day. Early game, game 11 day, o'clock, morning, new game at one thirty two, night game. It's just a day-long thing. And, you know, the so much emotion goes into the yeah. college game. And I, I love it. I love it. I've always been a bigger fan of college football. You you watch a lot of pro I watch football. a lot of pro ball. I like yeah. pro ball. But it's just, you know, I, I'm a, a college, just a, something about it. I love it. And this time of year, I'm ready for football. Towards the end of football season, I, I do get tired of it. Well, you watch it Sunday, then you watch it Monday. You might Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> know about Tuesday Saturday. and Wednesday. <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, I typically don't watch. But Tuesday, Michael will be playing, yeah. so we'll watch football on Tuesday, <laughs> live and in person. And then, so that'll give you Wednesday and Friday no football, but every other day football. <laughs> So I can see how you get burnt out on. Yeah, that's how I'm with basketball season. It's like every day, yeah. every night. There's so There's much basketball. It's like baseball. I mean, I love watching the Braves. Don't get me wrong, Braves fan have been for a long time, all my life. Um, but I can't sit there and watch them play every night. You know, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. can't. 
if they came on one time a week, I would be more excited probably about watching them than I would. Oh yeah, they're playing somebody in Colorado in a series, and they got to be out there. You know, it makes it matter less too. Yeah. Like the it games does. are weighted less. I know yeah. there's no better time in sports than October to me. Mm-hmm. When you've got baseball playoffs, you've got college football going, and you've got NFL going, and then I think hockey's not too long coming yeah. in after yeah, that. Yeah, basketball starts up too. That's the best time of the year for sports. Is the basketball preseason right now, or uh, I think it begins in September. Yeah. So okay, there'll be a few games. And then I think it uh, the Grizzlies officially start on October 26th. So, yeah, excited for that. But it is, it's here. Heck. I might not come to work Friday. I don't know. <laughs> you just got to go do all your prep. <laughs> yeah. I ain't went shopping or built my, I built my shopping list yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah. How long is it? It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not too bad. A couple carts. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get calf stocked up. And you don't like to pre-order your stuff or no you got to do the aisles man <laughs> you hate the aisles i'll do the aisles it's just my problem if someone with, else will do the aisles for me i'm old my problem with grocery shopping here is lately we got our dogs with us and if can't leave it was one of us got to sit in the car and it's usually me and you go in and you're like i gotta have this list i know where everything's is i'm fast i'm fast i'm fast <laughs> just be out there waiting on me and i'm like man i'll go ahead and do the aisles <laughs> <laughs> so this week I get to go do miles. Wait, so I might you- be at Kroger for two. I, well, when I go to Kroger, I stop and I have to talk to people and oh, you make do it all this event. Stuff. It's an event. Yeah, it's an event. It's, it's a, a two-hour thing. It's a two-hour thing. My wife is the one that goes up and down the aisles. I like to get in and get it. Like, do you I'm really? Covert ops mission in it. What if you Me see too. something That's new? How I am. You it's an operation. <laughs> if you don't go down the aisles and see what they're marketing to you, try and see some new products, and I will end up with. Way more than I thought. Six bottles of <laughs> and you do different too, kinds of sauces you like that it. you never use. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I bet half the stuff gets wasted. No, I'm totally like Tyler. It's a covert operation mm-hmm. mission for You'd me. You'd rather do click and pull or whatever where they bring it out to your car. Oh, yes. Like, even better, deliver it to your house. Yes. Yeah. Mine's all the way down to like I know how much money I'm supposed to spend, and I'm like, if I if I almost hit it on the dot every time. The only oh, one wow, you don't really? mind going to aisle zones, Aldi. And you want There's to hit, only four yeah. aisles. Well, see, yeah. you want to hit every aisle. It's like, that's not how I do Aldi. When I go to Aldi, I know what I want. It's like, that's the ultimate man's grocery store because they don't change Aldi. Yeah. You go in there, you There's, get this, 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 go check out and get back to your car. But they have other stuff there, like, you know, home stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't ever look yeah. at that. And they rotate that out like once a week and then yeah. every day. There's like two There's, different aisles that rotate. Three aisles of Aldi, I'd never have to go down. Those I mean, are the best least. aisles. <laughs> like right now they have projectors, and I'm like, oh. that's cr- and uh, projection screens for football, and I'm like, that's pretty awesome. I really? might need that. <laughs> I, I, we we did we bought a grill at Aldi, Tyler, and we remember we did that little review on it. That was a pretty good little grill. That was awesome. That'd be a Austin great still tailgate. has it. That's a, that's a perfect tailgate <laughs> yeah. grill. I wonder if he's ever used it. Let's ask him. <laughs> yeah, I need to ask him. Well, Mount, that's all I have for you today. All right. Well, hey, every, um, Tyler. What what about the community? I know we got something going on. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm not trying to get out here too fast. Now you're good. But. So we do have our Let's Get to Cooking community over on Facebook. Uh, if you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash H2Q community, you'll find it. Uh, we did just end one giveaway. We will probably be doing an- Between the Buns giveaway. Yeah, it's our hashtag Between the Buns giveaway. And we'll probably be doing some more this holiday season, so we're going to be giving away lots of stuff here in the near future. So make sure you all go ahead and join up now and then kind of look out for those. But in the meantime, share recipes, ask questions, and just have a good time. It's a 
it's fun. We all hang out in there. We all comment on stuff, and it's good. I get a lot was, of questions. Oh yeah, that's from great there. for that. Was there any of them as good as the tailgate strip steak? <laughs> <laughs> that was some pretty good ones. There's some there. pretty good yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'll, I'll have, have to, to check it out. I'll have to have McKenna make you a spreadsheet so you can yeah, check them all out. And can see if there's we any have, we need we to have make. To cook some, yeah. Do a recipe with some of them. If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ right on Facebook, Instagram. TikTok, Twitter, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. Hey, well, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us today and subscribe to the YouTube channel if y'all hadn't already. We'll see you next time. We're gone. <laughs>